Good afternoon, Bob Beck out of West Palm Beach. Bob Beck with you, minding my business. We're a digital marketing agency. Uh, Today I'm going to be interviewing Charles James. He is a business coach. And uh, Charlie, as he goes by, uh, he's uh, got 25 plus years in business. Um, We'll get into that on the interview as well. And uh, so I'm going to cut out here and we'll jump right over to the interview uh, where we're going to discuss uh, some suggestions on what we as business owners should be doing uh, with the downtime to um, get back to business once they uh, open up, once they allow us to open back up. Today I have... uh... Charles James on, on the line, and uh, Charles is is it Char- is it Charles or Charlie? What do you what do you like? Charlie's great. Charlie, okay. Charlie Charlie is a focal point business coach. Uh, we'll let him t- tell us a bit more about focal point in a minute. Um, but Charlie has twenty five plus years of success as a turnaround specialist, and I'm sure he'll fill us in on that as well. Charlie is also a local business owner here in South Florida um, as an owner of several right-at-home in-home care franchises. So, uh, Charlie, Focal Point Coaching is is a franchise model. With your business experience and record of business uh, success, why did you decide to join Focal Point? Well, in a nutshell, I felt it was a way that I could make the the broadest possible impact on improving the performance of executives and businesses by focusing on the things that I do best. So what I mean by that is I've got 25 years as an operational executive, usually as a head of sales in high tech. And I've been fortunate enough, I've helped grow three businesses to the $100 million mark or more, and I sold one business for $300 million. But on the other side of the coin, helping seven early stage startups get started, I helped them get their first 10, 25 customers. But along the way, you know, my career didn't actually flourish. And the reason why it really didn't in terms of personal benefits to me was because my personality wasn't the best suited towards the day-to-day operation of a business where I Mm. found that my strengths were in coming up with ideas and studying best practices. Uh, so that's really why I've decided to become a business coach. I've been a business coach for 10 years and I joined Focal Point this December because I love the content based on the work, uh, the 70 books of Brian Tracy, mm-hmm. things on time management, team development, uh, sales best practice, and of course, uh, growing your business and leadership. Yeah, Brian Brian Tracy, uh, if, if anybody in the audience hasn't, is not familiar definitely look at uh brian tracy he's uh he's influenced many many uh entrepreneurs over the decades and uh, uh he's got proven systems for helping business owners yeah you know brian himself uh bootstrapped himself as a very young man he left home he traveled the world and then he got his first sales job and he failed at it 
Uh, so he became a lifelong student of the most simple aspects of selling. And he studied psychology and a bunch of disciplines. He interviewed experts through the years. But over time, he cultivated this incredible library of materials. He's one of the world's best known motivational speakers. And he's built massive, successful businesses based on these best practices. So we're not making it up as we go along. And I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Um, well, so you started, sounds like you, you started this venture in December. So, um, and then you, that put you smack dab in the middle of this chaos we're in right now. Um, what do you think most businesses will be struggling with in regards to the new business environment that we're, that we're in? Well, honestly, it's a mundane answer, but right now, small businesses are all struggling with cash management. Yeah. The simple blocking and tackling of keeping their business going with changed business patterns. Yeah. Um, well, that said, um, I guess given your background and, and how many businesses you've worked with and helped over your 25 plus years, do you have any specific scenarios that might relate to what businesses are currently going through and how you help turn them around? Absolutely. Well, so in my, my career in Silicon Valley, it was all about applying technologies, large scale formulas for writing software, uh, leading edge ways of collecting data to improve business performance, and most recently automating things through artificial intelligence. So that's all about technology. I think what's more important to the people who might be listening here is getting back to the basics of your business and understanding who you are, what you want, what you're good at, and finding a unique way that you're going to serve your, your customers first, but along the way to get there, serving your employees as well and making them effective. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where uh, I guess a lot of the internal coaching comes into play. I mean, is that what you can help? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have, you know, we basically work through a simple framework of first starting by helping individuals and teams achieve clarity about what they want in life and what their goals are. And then we work on effectiveness and then we first, then we focus on techniques for actually growing your business profitably. Then we build and, and fine tune sales skills. And then finally, it's all about leadership, how to scale your business over time. Yeah, I think the sales skills are going to be a huge uh, factor because they're, they're going to have to learn how to sell, probably sell differently now, I would think. Um, well, that's absolutely true. But you know, the funny thing about this, Bob, is I get clients calling me and they want sales training for their sales reps, but it always comes back to clarity. And you touched on it before. Business is changing. Uh, work is changing. Uh, I don't think that we'll ever return to the same degree of work from a centralized office, for example, because so many of us are becoming familiar with not how to use tools that enable mm. us to work from home. Just as one example, video conferencing, for instance, which, you know, use of these major tools is up like 20 times over what it was before. So we're feeling like less people will return full time to an office is an example of a changed work pattern. On the other side of the coin, and I can give you guys 
lots of examples, but businesses of all types, whether they're car dealerships or design shops or hospitals, are changing the way they engage with their clients and the way their clients engage with them. Uh, so the idea, you, you don't just go off and start saying, I'm going to sell to you now. You really got to understand what's changed about your clients' needs and your unique ability to serve those needs. And from that comes a sales or a customer engagement strategy. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, for, yeah, from the sales point of view, um, I mean, although no, no one can possibly have, you know, all the answers to what, you know, what things are going to look like in the coming weeks, months, years, possibly years. I mean, even if we get back to close to what we would call normal, um, I think the ongoing public fears and, and the ongoing social distancing will, will change day-to-day -day business practices. Um, what do you think that's going to look like from a, say, sales or, um, you know, customer-facing employee or owner? What's that going to look like? Well, of course, your mileage may vary depending on what industry you're in and what your norms were before. Yeah. But a couple of examples is, you know, uh, McKinsey now reports that over 20% of Americans care deeply about executing transactions without touch. So even now, like when you go to your grocery store and you have to touch that pad, especially when they want you to sign with your finger. Yeah. I think all of us get a little chill up our back right now about having to do that. And it's, technically, it's really unnecessary. So 20% uh, of Americans want, want touchless transactions. In China, in d January, we saw a 25% increase in the demographics of Chinese people in their 40s who had never done business with e-commerce before, who got through it. Over there, they use a lot of Flipkart. They don't use as much Amazon as we do here in the U.S. But once they got through that transaction once, uh, and they found that the application, the, the websites sold things at a lower cost. They recommended alternative products for you, so there was more intimacy. Those people are expected to stay with that norm of buying online. So two things, the Chinese businesses that didn't offer an online option may not open again because all the business will have gone to those that did. And those that did will have gotten good at it and built a lead in terms of how to do that well. So those are just two examples. Yeah, so so online, not just online advertising, but sales are going to continue to grow. And now that folks are even in this country, I, I would imagine those there's going to be some similar stats for uh, you know a large portion of the uh, population that um, probably didn't use online that much, but now they're basically forced to at least right now and they're going to get comfortable with it so that's where they're going to probably look first and foremost uh, even after things after this passes uh, online being connected digitally to these companies that they and products and services that they use well, I think that that's true. So the degree that you go div digital, I think depends to some degree on what your initial premise was about how you want to compete. Uh, there was a book a couple of years ago that posited that there's three main areas of excellence that a business uses to be, to differentiate itself. 
Mm-hmm. One is by building an intimate relationship with your clients. One is being operationally efficient and maybe being the lowest cost vendor. And the third is just the technical excellence of your product itself. Basically, what's happened is even before this virus happened, is that technologies were changing and evolving, so that businesses could do not one really well, but all three things well. So think of Amazon, you know, being online full time, 24 hours, remembering your preferences, and selling products lower price than everybody else. Because they were good at those three things, they became the currently the third biggest customer company in in the world.、Mm-hmm. So small business owners now thinking about if they used to sell just based on low price, that won't be good enough because that's kind of table stakes for doing business. So as you think about your business, for instance, you need to find ways of absolutely delighting your customer without increasing your costs. And a lot of these technology platforms, and there's so many different ones for each industry, make that possible. So the business owners just have to have the courage、uh, to to move forward and implement、mm-hmm. things the right way. One other quick comment on that, though, is during our last downturn during the real estate bubble in 2008, there were some studies done. All companies invested on more channels, but the the leaders in each industry category were about three times more effective than the laggards. And、mm-hmm. what they learned is that they that they focused their efforts more narrowly. They took on fewer projects, but they implemented them better. Whereas a lot of times the laggards went into this without a strategy, and they had a lot of canceled projects where they spent the money but didn't get the the improved results. Or if they implemented something, it gave a worse customer experience than the one they had in place before using manual means. So it's super important to choose wisely, which means you need to plan about the way you want to compete. And then you have to consult the right people. And by the way, a great group of people to consult with are your own employees who know a great deal about how you should be engaging with your clients. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah.、Um, well, that's that's been my experience. You know, working with local business my whole career is,、um, you know, they try technology. To your point, and I、uh, can't can't tell you how many times I hear it. Um, you know, we did that. We we did that. It doesn't work. And really, what it comes down to is is having a plan.、Um, great example is a business that may have dabbled in Google AdWords, and it doesn't. They'll, they'll say it doesn't work, or their experience was it that it didn't work. And when you start digging into, well, how did you? Roll it out. What was your, what did your campaign look like? You know, you start asking those critical questions, and and they they shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, no, we just put an ad up and and you know ran with it to see、uh, to get more more traction or more traffic to our website." And usually, they're sending them to what I would call an online brochure. So, you know that that. Plan or that、uh, you know putting that in play like that, it it's not going to work for most businesses because you, you're not going to make a sale with a brochure. So,、um, just getting back to your point, having a plan and putting a plan in place from a marketing perspective is more about、um, 
an ad campaign, putting a comprehensive campaign in place. So using all the tools, but using them in a way to sort of lead the client or the pr prospect to either engaging with the company through a phone call or if it's online sales, you know, um, making this, you know, making a purchase. But for most local businesses, it's, it's a matter of just getting the prospect to, to contact you and, and have a conversation because most of these businesses, the reason they've been in business so long, if, if you, if they get to talk to the prospect more times than not, they can create the relationship. They know how to create the relationship. They just need to have, they just need the chance to have the, the, the conversation. And that's where they, they kind of get lost online on how to make that happen, how to, um, lead them into having a conversation, if that makes sense. Well, it does. I think you said a couple of really important things. You know, this idea of taking customers online, it's not a matter of pointing them to a brochure. Mm -hmm. It's actually about a, a way of uh, taking them to a call of action where they actually ask for more information mm -hmm. or they actually order the product itself. And I think as you were saying with clients, you need to measure those stages over time. So I, I presume that you work with your clients to help them measure results so that they know whether they're getting improvements. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and you had, you had mentioned it earlier, all the technology, AI, um, you know, artificial intelligence, that all comes into play. You know, it used to be reserved for the big boys with big budgets, but it's come uh, full circle to now we can serve the local business owner with the same technology and the same advantages as, as the, you know, the fortune 500s out of, out of, of course, at a, um, um, better price point, you know, reasonable price point to help them automate. And we call it marketing automation, automate the conversations they're having with prospects, potential clients, potential customers. Now that sounds really interesting to me. What type of technologies do you find yourself integrating into your clients' websites and social media channels? Well, the 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 biggest boom right now is the chat and text marketing um, because so many people are using um, you know Messenger and uh, Facebook has going the extra mile to make sure that uh, the messenger's platform isn't inundated with just spam uh, advertising. So there's there's very specific ways that you have to use it. So um, messenger is, is a good one because you can put that right on a, on a website and somebody comes to visit, you can ask them, hey, do you need some help? And they can... In, interact with the with the business as soon as they land on, on the web page if they have questions um, the biggest one though is having people engage with the website with some sort of offer or some way uh, or like you had said education some sort of more information about a product or service allowing them just to do their due diligence without having to talk to anybody but when they do do that when they opt into that getting that information 
that business is now able to follow up and nurture that lead, which is huge because how many eyes are out there on the web and how many visits could you possibly get to your website that land and leave? But if they landed and just said, oh yeah, I'd like, I'd like more information, how many leads could that um, create for the business over time? It's the technology's there for the small business owner. You know, I think it's been really evolving well over the last decade. I think I read recently, though, that 80% of most buying decisions are already done before or when a potential client reaches out to vendors. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I've read the same thing. And um, because of the web, most depending on the product and service that they're doing their due diligence on, they educate themselves before they reach out. So that's why that's why those stats are 80%. That's why it's so high because there's so much information. But at the same time, that's why a, 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 business, a local business can kind of capitalize on that. There is a lot of information, but sometimes it's overwhelming. So if you can present a... Uh, a source or present yourself as a source for helping that customer learn and help them do their due diligence, not just try to sell them. You, you become top of mind. And of course, with the technology we're talking about, you can continue to help uh, educate them or nurture the lead. There's, there's a good chance you, you have, you have the opportunity to, to make the sale and create a, create a relationship and a new customer. That's really interesting. So, well, um, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you, you think would be um, relevant for, you know, the business owners out there um, as far as what you think they should be doing? Because um, a lot of them are probably still kind of shell-shocked and trying to figure out what to do. I have a couple pieces of advice. First off, continue to talk to your customers, if nothing more than to tell them that you're thinking about them. Secondly, you know, and, and, and on that same level, make sure that you're engaging with your employees and keeping them close to you because a lot of people are stressed right now. And there's a lot that a business can do to be the anchor point of a community to, to, to pull everybody together. But then the other thing is, then if you're a business owner, this is the time to plan. This will mm. probably be a great turning point in your business's history that you'll look back on it. This will be a major inflection point culturally as well as business-wise. So now's the best time to be thinking about what you're good at, what you want to be great at, the things that you don't really like to do or don't do very well, and focus your energy on those things. And above mm -hmm. all things, focus on the things you can control and turn down the noise on the things that you can't. I appreciate it. Yeah, I get, I get that. Um, and I agree with you 100% that, you know, they, they need to take some sort of action. And given the downtime that they have, this is uh, probably the best time to get a plan in place. Because I, I would venture to guess there's a lot, 
lot of businesses that uh, have have plans or have ideas, and they put them on the on the back burner, so to speak, because they're just dealing with the day to day and keeping things moving. And now they can. Uh, it's not the best scenario <laughs> to be doing it. Not the best environment, but um, it's giving them a chance to uh, kind of look at the things that they've been wanting to do and right now they, they probably have to come up with some new uh, ideas anyway they do and it's a and it's a great time to talk to people you trust particularly your employees and brainstorm about better ways you can serve your clients right, that's great thanks Charlie I appreciate your time and uh, let's uh, circle back and we'll reconnect at some point Sounds great. Nice talking to you, Bob. Same. Same here. Thanks.